following program is intended for mature audiences. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Let's talk football. Let's talk football. One constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. Been a lot of complaints already. Bad language, smoking grass. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Well, there was some weird stuff that happened during the second week of the NFL. I think it was just the wrong weird stuff. Like the stuff that we hadn't talked about and anticipated. Yeah. yeah. O- like other stuff happened. Mm-hmm. Because I, I, I didn't watch a whole lot. I watched some of the Bear game, and then I watched the Packer game last night. But seeing that ticker and some of the highlights that Sunday night, it's just like, what happened? Yeah, the afternoon games were pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God for Red Zone. That was you were texting me about stuff like I don't have. Yeah, I, you know, I, I expected to get coverage of a Fox game, and I didn't want to watch whoever the whoever the Cowboys played in the Chargers. Was that, was that the Chargers? Yeah. yeah, like I wanted to watch the Vikings, but Dallas and and L.A. was probably a better game. But um, but you let text me about the Vikings. I haven't even told Jane. She's kind of softened on on Minnesota this, this this season for some reason or another, but. We are back with another edition of the Intentional Foul. We'll see how uh, well my voice can carry out through some... Hey, you got a little Barry White going on. NFL, I kind of do if I uh, <laughs> if I dial it back like that. Just a little bit, so... We've got that uh, to talk about some NFL stuff. The Brewers' magic number hopefully will keep going down. And uh, we'll look around baseball. We'll touch on the college stuff. No Badgers last week, so there's really no, no, nothing to chat about. Uh, NBA... Actual notes on that, and then uh, do you have tickets to the Ryder Cup? My parents are going. That's cool. Yep, they're going up. Uh, I think Thursday or Friday. I can't remember which. Friday's day, the day that it starts. I think it's competition. It's got to be that day. Then. Okay. Yeah. Because I know we had I I had uh, a couple of buddies who actually went for uh, for a practice round today because they're letting letting a select number of fans on to watch for practice rounds and they're doing interviews and all that stuff. And I just think it's cool that there's a dude 15 minutes away who's the you know, mm-hmm. from his hometown, who's the freaking captain of the entire team? I saw some pictures today online. It looked pretty cool. Yeah, so. um, is that is that a bucket list course for you? Have you? I've been there. You have played. Yeah, there. I haven't played there. Okay, but, but I mean, but played. I saw the uh, right you PGA went, championship. Yeah, a couple of years ago, right? Fifteen, yeah. I think it was. So, okay, yeah. Do you have aspirations of playing there? Would you like? Nah, to? really, that's a little much for me. Out of your you, league, you got to have a caddy, and it, yeah. it's yeah. I don't know. That's I'm a little too. Would, ha- I, I I I'm still a little too hacky for that. I think. I wonder, like, how many... There's other ones I would like to do first okay. before I, like, work my way up to like it. Maybe, what? I don't know. Okay. Just ones that aren't quite as nice. See, and that's, like, I wouldn't want to embarrass myself. Exactly. But I'm wondering how many rich dudes go there and just throw money just to play. Yeah, but I don't play. care about them. I care about me. I know. <laughs> but, like, what, the caddies, they're carrying, the, carrying their bags, and they'll just watch these guys flub it into uh-huh. the fescue or the sand traps and be like, what the fuck are you doing here? But they're making money off of them, so I'm sure they don't really care. But it's got to be embarrassing. Oh, sure. Yeah. It's got to be embarrassing. Yeah. So we'll talk a little golf towards the end uh, as well. But uh, we'll start with the NFL. Obviously, week two is in the books. And the Bears have their first victory. They beat the Bengals. Andy Dalton gets hurt. Running to the sidelines. Didn't even get touched when he was out of bounds. And he still managed to hurt himself. Yeah, I... I pretty much said that before the season started that this would happen 
That's why I just didn't understand all the people flipping out about Fields not starting because it's like, the guy's going to play because Dalton's going to get hurt. Did you read about any of the media stuff from yesterday about what Matt Nagy did and how he answered the questions of the... We sent somebody in to tell the media. Right, because after he had wrapped up, he had answered some questions, but then he thought he would he misunderstood them, so he made it clear mm-hmm. by sending this media person back in. Yeah. Like, again, we're in a situation now where the media people are basically, like, looking at the coach saying, do you realize what you're saying to us makes no sense whatsoever? Like, you know that we know you don't really believe what you're saying. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that seems to be more common with nobody wanting to admit it, just digging your heels in. This is it. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't really even know what to say about what the Bears are doing at the quarterback position. I mean, it's, it's strange, and I get it on some levels, and on others I don't. I, I'm not really upset about it. Because at the end of the day, you I don't mean, want to get them out there I, to get massacred. I, well, and, and I mean, even even Sunday, they they snatched almost snatched uh, defeat from the jaws of victory. Yep. They they did their best down the stretch. Yep. Um, you know, I thought that def- their defense played well uh, after that Ram game on on Sunday night. I thought that this was going to be a pretty porous defense, especially the secondary, which everybody kind of knew was the weak spot of the defense. Um, they were much better on Sunday. They got more pressure on Burrow. Uh, they did some different things with Mac and Quinn. Our, our buddy Lauren Cox had pointed a bunch of stuff out on Twitter with some clips. Um, you know, they were able to force a couple turnovers. They were able to it turn it into three points. In a row? Three straight passes they picked off. One of them was a tip. Um, another one was a was a great play by Roquan Smith that he ran in for yeah, a touchdown. Right the house for his first touchdown. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and Dalton, yeah. I mean, a, tip, a typical kind of a Dalton injury where he doesn't even get touched and he gets hurt. Um, but, you know, I I had a couple of friends of mine that are Packer fans that were texting me laughing about Fields' performance in that game. Um, I would just say I think it's a really tough spot to put a rookie in. Well, it's yeah. your second game of your professional career. You have to come in in relief. Um, you probably didn't have many snaps with the first unit. You were uh, probably guessing you might get five snaps in the game. Now you're essentially the starter. Um, I thought he made some rookie mistakes. He had that terrible interception in the fourth quarter that set up uh, the second touchdown in a row for the Bengals to pull him within three. That was bad. Um, but he made some really good plays. Um, you know, Allen Robinson dropped a touchdown. Usually Allen Robinson's the guy making the shitty quarterback look good. Well, he made a he made a bonehead play there, and there was another pass uh, to Mooney that was, I mean, half a centimeter off his fingers that uh, he could have caught for a, a big gain, to, which would have led to another score. So, and then he had that late third down scramble um, with about two minutes left in the game that iced it. So he did some good things. He obviously made some mistakes. There's a lot to work on, but you know, even with him in the game, it really that offense just lacks explosiveness. We talked about this last week. I mean, Allen Robinson and David Montgomery are good NFL players, but they're not explosive guys. You know, Robinson's a possession guy, and Montgomery's kind of a, a, a masher more than a sprinter. And um, I don't know, even even with Fields in the game, you know, I, I, I have this feeling Nagy 
is going to be very hesitant to open things up for him. And I in Fields is not Mahomes. You know, they they tried to make that comparison a lot. But Mahomes is is a once in a generation level thrower of the ball. I don't think Fields is Fields that. Fields is not that. No. Fields I, I think Fields and I don't you know, I don't mean this as a as a slight in any way. He's a lot more Jalen Hurts than he is Patrick Mahomes. He's a lot more Lamar Jackson than he is Patrick Mahomes. He's never I don't think he's ever gonna be that kind of a dynamic thrower. Um but you know, hopefully the Bears were able to see enough good things where even if Dalton is the starter in week three, which if he's healthy, he's going to be. They're being very stubborn about this. Um, hopefully it gives Fields a little more time, a little more action on game day. But, um, you know, if it takes a couple more games for him to become the starter, I still think I think it's week four they play the Lions. I think that's the game. If you're going to start him, you start him there. Um, especially with as bad as that secondary was, we saw last they night. Kept the losing game. dudes, yeah. yeah. So, all in all, solid win for the Bears. I did not think they would beat Cincinnati, um, but they might be the second best team in the North. I don't know. Yeah, it's hard for me to calculate without watching the Vikings because they seem to. No, put- their Bears are not better than the Vikings. I'm just, I'm joking. But um, and we'll get to Minnesota. I got a lot to say about. Oh, that. you were you were laughing your ass but, uh, off when you were texting me. I don't know. I I still think, regardless of who the Bears' quarterback is, this is still a six win team. Yeah, you know. I mean, Dalton had that nice first drive. They ran right yeah. down the field and scored. And then, like his next three drives were shit. So it is what it is. <laughs> and now they've got the Browns at Cleveland. And again, you know, do you want Miles Garrett? Letting loose on fields, kind of the same thing with week one with Aaron Donald. So, mm, sounds like a lot of chipping from the tight end. Sacrificial lamb, Dalton. You know, it oh. is like I said, it is what it is. So the Lions play Chicago week four. Detroit played last night against Green Bay, and the defense to start with was absolutely abysmal. First half, it was bad. No pass rush to speak of. I didn't think they got their first sack until the late stages of the third quarter, maybe even early the fourth quarter. Um, they didn't they didn't pressure the quarterback. They let Goff just stand back there and sling stuff. Jamal Williams had an okay game. At least, you know, uh, Detroit didn't run wild on the Packers, but the secondary just looks very confused a lot. And I tell you what, man, I I would love to get a player like TJ Hawkinson on my team. That guy's good. Mm-hmm. Um, he he can match up against a defensive back. He makes linebackers look silly. Um, Kevin King, I'm not really sure. Matt Lafleur came to his defense today about the about the cross play that happened in the end zone for uh, for for Detroit when they scored and threw the ball to Cephas in the left corner um, near the front pylon. That King was supposed to go with Cephas and instead bit on the crossing route, and then the the guy I don't know who else was in coverage went with his original guy, too, leaving Cephas, the crossing man, wide open. Mm-hmm. Um, but King looked, he just looked lost again, and um, somehow they managed to pitch a shutout in the second half. So as much as people were saying, you know, death and destruction to Joe Barry, the defensive coordinator, and thoughts about missing Mike Pettin and, um, who's the dude, Dom Capers, um, 
for some reason, he was able to sort it out, make some adjustments, and Detroit was not able to do it. And the offense, luckily, they go down by three and a half, and then the offense puts together a nice second half with the defense pitching a shutout. And uh, Aaron Jones had a game, four touchdowns, caught three, ran one, and then Robert Tanyan caught the other one. So, um, yeah, I... It's really weird the similarities from past Packer teams. The offense doesn't start quickly. The defense looks very, very bad at times, but somehow manages to throw some series together to keep them in the game, and then the offense kind of heats up and takes care of things. Um, Will this team get better throughout the season? I would hope. I mean, Zadarius Smith's now on injured reserve. So they don't have him. they got to rely, rely on Rashawn, Gary, and Preston Smith. Uh, I'm not sure what the defensive line brings to the table. The, the middle linebacker, Devondre Campbell, I mean, he got beat silly on, on one play, managed to, to pick one off late as well. But, yeah, I don't, I don't know what to make of this Packers team. Uh, again, it's only after two weeks. I don't think you can, you can label a, a team as overrated or underrated or, uh, or just rated, but... I don't know. What were your impressions? I mean, you and I were texting kind of during the first half. Um, I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I just put down same old Packers. Um, I was watching that, and I kind of had the same feeling you did. That game could have taken place in Week 9 in 2019. Packers are going to score 30 points at home. Their defense is going to be suspect. They're going to come up with a couple plays at home, and they're going to win the game. That's kind of what we saw last night. Um the Joe Barry hire is is still a strange one. And they even referenced it during the game last night that a lot of people were scratching their heads because of his futility. I think it was at Detroit and and, and another stop somebody I, else. I can't remember yeah. when. So they they were listing off last night and I had to look this up because I'm not a stat nerd, but a couple of the Packers beat writers that I follow are and so they they go for a thing now called DVOA. Mm-hmm. You know what that is? Mm-hmm. The defense adjusted value over average. Um, so that's that's basically how they rank. And they listed Joe Barry's defense was he's when he was coordinator um, the four times at, at his previous stops. He was in the low, or I should say, upper twenties. So basically, in the bottom quarter of the league, yeah, or bottom fifth. But they could always explain that by trying to say, "Well, look who he had on that defense." Which, okay, personnel matters. That's fine. You need sure. to put guys sure. in, in positions where they need to succeed. But I, I just don't know why you hire a guy whose career is filled with futility and then expect him to turn around a Packers defense, which, to my eyes, has underperformed for the last however many years mm-hmm. and no, think I'm, that the results are going to be different. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I, I agree with you. It's only two games. They're one and one. It's it's hard to you know make a referendum on who these guys are going to be at this point. But did did Rogers throw a pick six against uh, the Saints? I couldn't remember. I don't know if it was a pick six. I know he threw I, he two. He threw of them. two. I don't think one okay. went for a touchdown. So there's I, don't I think I think there's two things. If you're the Packers and you're a Packer fan, you should be concerned about number one. Through two games, you're the only team in the league that doesn't have a sack. They have one. Well, I read today they had none. Oh, I, I thought they got one late in the game yesterday. Well, okay, All but right. I read today they were the only team in the league that okay. didn't have a sack through two games. All right. That's concerning. And yeah. even if even if you got one, 
That's still, still concerning. It's still concerning. Correct. Um, the other thing is, through six quarters of football, you had given up 55 points to Jameis Winston and Jared Goff. That's concerning. Yes. Okay, you righted the ship in the second half against the Lions team that got behind, had to become one-dimensional, and you knew what they were going to do, and they have no playmakers. You talk about the Bears have no playmakers. Neither does Detroit. I couldn't name you outside of Goff, Hawkinson, Jamal Williams, and Quintez Sivas. I couldn't tell you who else was on the and offense. And Hawkinson, like you said, he's a good player, but he's not necessarily a playmaker. He's not Travis Kelsey or George Kittle. Oh, no. So, you know, I I, I, I don't know what I'm supposed to am I Am I... Am I supposed to make something of the six quarters where you were awful against below-average quarterbacks? Am I gonna, supposed to get excited about the half against a below-average quarterback? You shut him down like you're supposed to? I don't really know what to make of and that. And now what do we think about the Saints getting absolutely annihilated by Carolina? Exactly. You, well, so now what you do you got, look about you, week you, one? If you're the Packers, you saw a good Jameis. This week, Carolina saw a bad Jameis. So... I don't know. It, it's it's so early. I still think the Packers, for the most part, are going to be fine. I do not think they're as good as they were the last two years. I would agree with that. I just don't. I think they've lost something. I think they've lost a little bit on offense. They're still going to score a lot of points, but I don't think they're quite as potent offensively. And I think defensively they've taken a step back. I, I do. I you know Now, if they go in and they beat the Niners – 24 to 13 next week. Everybody's going to get super excited because they beat the Niners, but I don't know. The Niners barely beat Philadelphia. They barely beat Detroit. It's so early. Yeah. We don't really know who these, some of these teams are. And I think the Packers are kind of in that boat. I, I know who the Bears are. Like I said, that's a six win team. If they had a great year, it's an eight win team. Packers, I'm not sure. They could win 13 games again. They, I wouldn't be surprised they went 10-7. and seven. So, we'll see. Uh, Aaron Jones found his dad's ashes what necklace. What the fuck? <laughs> what, is, what the hell is up with these dudes? I get that a lot of football players, for some reason, wear jewelry on a football okay, field. Okay, I'm glad you brought I, that up. I don't, I don't get that I don't get on, it either. at all. That's a different And even in baseball, when these guys hit and their yeah. huge necklaces swing pop, around. Up, pop out of their jerseys. Yeah. I don't I don't get it. But, like, your dad's ashes? Like, that's just strange. And yeah. then you're, like, surprised that you lose it? Right, that it might have I mean, I know it's not, it's not, I know it's not all the ashes. It's just a little piece of it. It's a little, little it, football, but. like. Charm kind of a thing. It's very but strange. Very odd. But and they you found got the it. grounds grew out like metal detected. The right, exactly. And... Like, the just... I, I don't know. Um, there were a number of taunting penalties this weekend. And, I mean, you are one for trash talk. I know we have talked about this well, before. Not, not trash talk. Talk. There's a difference. Trash okay. talk is like. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna kick your ass. You 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 can't guard me. You suck. That's trash talk. Yeah, you know, just good natured talking is different. Right. I'm fine with that. I'm not even in professional sports. I'm fine with trash talking. I know. I'm fine with taunting. I'm fine with fighting. You're professionals. Amateur level is a different story. Okay. But this taunting rule is a joke. I mean, I saw 
uh, a guy in the Bear game get taunted for making the incompletion sign after he knocked the ball away. Really? I saw uh, oh, a huge play in the Cowboy-Charger game. Well, it, it didn't end up being a huge play. Jared Cook scored a touchdown, and there was, like, a procedure penalty on the play. But he got flagged anyway. I saw because that. Because he spun the ball after catching a touchdown, quote-unquote, in the face of the defender. I saw that because the camera was just leaving, and I saw the flag come out yeah. just moments before the... the I'm it's like, like he just scored a touchdown. Right. What? It's not his problem. So so he has to... So you're telling me that when a guy makes a good play in football now, he has to run away from everybody, basically single himself out now, and then celebrate? Like, what are we doing here? I this, don't know. This is Barney Fife shit to me. This is... I'm going to give you a ticket for going 26 and a 25. That's what this is. And I think it was the Giants owner or one of the Giants owners that is the one that came out and said fans don't want to see players taunting each other. Something like that. Like, okay, well, I don't know anybody that's ever said that. I mean, people may not like taunting, but I don't know anybody that ever said, I don't want to see that. But, like, why are you – again, it's it's this Barney Fife mentality that these referees have. There has to be gray area on, on on a rule like that because there's no direct definition of what is taunting. Right. Taunting to me is not the same as taunting to you. You could have a laundry list of Absolutely. things and somebody would do something. It's not, it's not like, on the list. Like To me, taunting in football is like a dude going up and sticking his finger in somebody's face mask or, or, or the... getting nose-to-nose, face mask-to-face mask. Or, yeah, if you're doing the throat slash, whatever. Making the incompletion sign is not taunting. Is if that's the case, Donald Driver taunted every time he caught the ball because he pointed first down. <laughs> like, is that is that taunting? Like, according to what they were calling on Sunday, it might have been. If you go down in a heap and somebody tackles you, or it's a big hit, and then you stand over the guy straddling him and just like look down and like it's, do something that that kind of thing. It's like porn. You know well, it. This will be good when you see it. That's what taunting is. You know it when you see it. You can't tell me it's just a guy a guy standing over a guy because in certain plays, based on where people's bodies are, you may just be standing over a guy. So, again, I have to run away from the play and celebrate? Like, what are you asking me to do here? I don't, under, I don't get it. But, like, I can, I can do a line dance in the end zone with my teammates after I score a touchdown. See, that's the thing. And that's not taunting? I, I like, don't understand. I don't understand. get it. That's celebrating. It's not the same. I, I don't know. Yeah, just get rid of that. Just get rid of that. My that only thing about that, like, I'm fine with all the things like you said. If you want to, if you want to celebrate or you know, kind of, tr- kind of talk to your opponent and give them some good natured ribbing, I think there's times for celebration and also um, some some talking. It's not when you're down by four touchdowns and you make a play. No, I agree. This, you know what I mean? It's like, sure. I because like, my my response to every time every player, if they did that to me, I'd go up and I'd point to the jumbo truck. I think it's dumb when players Just go ahead and look up there. I think it's dumb in football when guys do that shit all the time. Like they make gestures in the first quarter or something like. But it is they just do it. That's the nature. It's of just the nature where we of what are. it is. All right, let's get to some other results. I know you watched almost every down oh. of Washington and the New York Giants on Thursday. I didn't watch one down of that nope, shit. No, neither neither did I. Um. Talked about the Bears already. Uh, the Browns, do we know about Baker Mayfield yet? Seems like he's okay. Okay. Um, yeah, Browns win 31-21 over Houston. Houston was hanging around. They were actually, uh, they have 
not been as god-awful through the first two weeks as I thought they were going to be. Uh, although they did get uh, they did lose Tyrod Taylor mm-hmm. to an injury. A lot of quarterbacks got hurt on Sunday. Yes. But, yeah, from everything I heard, Mayfield's okay. The guy that they were concerned about post-game was Jarvis Landry, left in the first quarter they with the injury. They already put him on IR. So, yeah. so he's on IR, and you got Beckham, who has got his own knee problems, and he hasn't even played yet. Nope. So uh, that that may be a team that really, really relies a lot on Chubb and, and Kareem Hunt in that running game. That's looking like a like a mess already after yeah. two weeks. Uh, I thought the Rams would win. I thought they'd beat them uh, by more. That was a weird in game. Indianapolis, twenty seven twenty four over the Colts. Yeah, like the Rams were up pretty comfortably, and then the Colts came back, and then Wentz got hurt. I guess he sprained both ankles. Like I don't know, I don't know how you do that. Me that's neither. A, I've, that's an interesting one. Never heard that. And then Jacob Eason came in and immediately shit his pants and threw an interception on his first pass, and the game was over. <laughs> but like the Rams again, like they didn't look great. In the times I, I mean, they looked okay uh, when you know when you're watching red zone and they're on a scoring drive, right. you know. And and Stafford seems to have found a new best friend in Cooper Cup. I think Cooper Cup's got twenty plus receptions already through two weeks. Um, but I don't know. I I still think that team is going to be really good. As the, that's that's one of those teams I see being much better in December than they are now. Well. You got a got a new new quarterback to acclimate to everything that's going on. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa got hurt, and the Bills absolutely smoked the Dolphins, thirty-five to nothing. Yeah, the Bills own Miami, right? Remember the last game last year when they beat them by like a hundred? Miami had to win to get in, and they just got slaughtered. <laughs> uh, we don't really need to touch on New England against the Jets because four picks for Wilson. I think the Jets is that what it was? I think yeah, and I think there were another couple that were dropped. He yeah. Oof. Bad news. Um, Bel- Be- Belichick, Belichick rookie quarterback, yep. dude. Like, if, That's you, right. if there was a game to bet on, that was the game. I was a little shocked that uh, that Philly couldn't beat San Francisco at home. That Niners' defense is good. It's the Niners' offense that's concerned me. Yeah, I mean they've already they're already deep into their running back depth chart. Yes, um, you know they don't really have. I mean, Debo Samuel's a nice receiver, but he's not a star. And Garoppolo is the quarterback, so like I don't know, they may have to win a lot of seventeen to ten ish games. It's funny how quickly they've gone from we got to go get Garoppolo and he's going to be our dude to now it's like oh we got Garoppolo quarterback. Well, the, Garoppolo's like Goff. Like I thought Goff looked fantastic in the first half last night, but there's always the other Goff. There's the second half Goff, and it's the same thing with Garoppolo. It's like yeah, he's had a I think he threw for three hundred yards, but you know. They only got 17 points. He just isn't uh, an explosive quarterback. Um, my pick for the Raiders actually getting into the playoffs looks pretty good after an upset of Pittsburgh. Um, I didn't watch any of that game, um, but I, I was very, very surprised when I was seeing some highlights and stuff broken in. This is the I think the Steelers this year are going to be similar to the Saints last year. Yeah. They got a really good defense. Um, they got a pretty good running back. They've got good guys at the skill position, but their quarterbacks washed up. Roethlisberger's, well, it's it's they need to figure it's it over. Uh, we mentioned the Saints getting stomped by the Panthers. You had some extra thoughts on that one. Well, I mean, that's just what the Saints are going to be this year with Jameis Winston. I mean, you're going to have these games where he throws it right to the other team and he fumbles in the pocket, and that's what happened. Um. I think the Saints had a bunch of coaches out 
with COVID. Yeah, I thought there was like seven or something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, they were at a disadvantage, but, you know, you got to get better quarterback play than that. Is Jacksonville going to win a game this year? I mean, you lose to the Broncos. I mean, maybe that, the that, second time you play Houston? Maybe? That was probably one that I would think you could circle to maybe grab. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't watch a second of that game, so I don't know. I okay. just I just kind of saw the, the score. You texted me, uh, ha, 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 fucking Vikings or something <laughs> like that uh, at the end of the game because Minnesota had, I don't know what is, it seems like accuracy from deep, depending on the kickers you have, is getting better and better. So a 37-yard field goal, if I'm a fan of a team, I'm like, that's easy. Should be able to make that. And the dude pushed it right as time ticked off, and the Vikings gave one away in Arizona that they probably should have won. Oh, they 100% should have won. I mean, and remember, week one, they blew a late lead to the Bengals and lost in overtime. Mm -hmm. Um, Their offense was fantastic in this game. Dalvin Cook was awesome. Justin Jefferson and Thielen were really good. Cousins was pretty good. Um, they forced Kyler Murray into a couple of turnovers. He had, I think, he had four hundred yards and three or four touchdown passes. I mean, he had a monster game, but he had two picks, and they were two costly picks. And you know, it, with this field goal thing, the, yeah, the Vikings missed a thirty-seven yard field goal. You have to make that, right? You have to make that. Anything over 50, I'm understanding if you can't make it. But I was thinking about this yesterday. If I'm an NFL coach nowadays, isn't it better for me to just try to score a touchdown? Like, you know how we get inside a minute and all these football teams all of a sudden now, or even inside two minutes, now we're going to stall. We're yes. going to just run the clock okay. down. I'm glad we're going to get it up. under five seconds, and we're going to kick this 30, 40, 50-yard field goal. Why not try to just play it out and score a touchdown or get as absolutely fucking as close as you can? I have seen I don't understand it. less of a sense of urgency the last couple of seasons in those situations that, like, we're fine just getting in range like that's all they need Dallas did it and we might as well go to that game Dallas against the Chargers they did the same shit they screwed the clock up because of course they did because it's McCarthy McCarthy and they end up having to kick a 50 yard field goal as time expired it's like you have Dak Prescott Ezekiel Elliott Cooper um D uh CD Lamb all on your team right now why are you settling for a 50 yard field goal Try to score a touchdown or get as close as you can. He's trying to get to the thirty. Why are and then and then you you're know, gonna miss 20. it and, and you're gonna go oh fucking Zerline. Well, it's like well, dude. Even the same thing with the Viking guy. It's like the guy hadn't been on the field in probably a half an hour. Now go in and make now go in and make this clutch this clutch kick with a yep. bunch of pressure. Possibly our season riding on this coach. He had already missed an extra point in the game. Like, what are you doing here? Do you like the small aside? Do you like the backed-up extra point? No. Since it was instituted? No. See, I do. I just like it to, if you score a touchdown at 7 nothing. So you don't even want the extra point? No, I don't care. If you're going to have one, though, do you like this better? I don't. Not really. No? Because I don't really like that they miss them. See, I like the fact that it's not a gimme but anymore. But see, like, you probably have a different 
philosophy on it. You look at it as like, oh, extra point, special teams, that's a big part of the game. Fuck yeah, it is. Or I look at it, I'm like, I don't fucking care about an extra point. <laughs> seven to nothing. They scored a, if like if a dude throws an 80-yard touchdown pass, <laughs> just be seven nothing. So when you were playing backyard football and you scored, what was the score after you seven scored? Nothing. Seven nothing. Yes, exactly. You didn't have an extra I mean, point. I, I get it. I get why right. the football people... Like it's, it, but, but it's like you watch the college game and you see these touchdowns and then you see the extra point. And I'm like, that's stupid because now you, you're you at the pros. You're like, this isn't a gimme anymore. Yeah, it's, just go for two. It's just not. Like, just get rid of your kicker. Keep a punter so you can have a kickoff guy. And just go for two all the time and don't kick field goals. All right. That's, I, I, was, I was only curious. That's, that's the, I was just curious. That's the uh, Golden State Warriors version of NFL football. Yes. Just We're just going to chuck threes. For sure. Uh, Tampa Bay put up the high score of the uh, weekend with 48 points. So that was a good game. They thrashed the Falcons. That was a good game until Matt Ryan decided to Matt Ryan all over the game. Which is is predictable. Yeah, I think they got outscored 20 to nothing in the fourth quarter because he turned the ball over like three times. That's bad. Yeah. Uh, already touched on Dallas and the Chargers. That was a really good game and a really, really, really big win for Dallas. Oh, 100%. Really big win I for I thought Dallas. the Chargers should have had that one. They had two touchdowns called. They had so many offensive penalties the Chargers did in that game. I bet I bet they had 11 offensive penalties. They were just doing dumbass stuff. And I don't know what the name of their coach is. The dude looks like he's 11. Seriously, it's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, my dad's like, who is that guy? Is that their coach? I think so. How did Seattle lose to the Titans? I, I didn't watch a minute of this, but I saw the final score. I was like, wait a minute, what? Derrick Henry. That's it? Went nuts. Just ran all over him? Ran all over him. Couldn't stop him in the second half. I mean, oh that's my God. that's what he does. I think the Seahawks had a late turnover, if I if I remember that okay. right, that led to the tying touchdown, and then they lost in overtime. But And, again, monster win for the Titans. Oh, yeah. Huge. I mean, keeps them from being 0-2. Um, Seattle, man, they, they looked really, really good for the majority of that game. Mr. September had it rolling, but uh, alas, they they gagged it up. Major um, and another one that the highlight was, which you've probably seen on Twitter, is John Harbaugh asking Lamar, uh, Lamar, Lamar, you want to go for two? All right, let's go. And they get a two point conversion. They beat the Chiefs by one, thirty six, thirty five. Well, it's it's one of those clips that you see that it's like, yeah, the media really does think people are fucking stupid. When I saw that clip and everybody was making a big deal of it, I'm like, yeah, they they really think that we're dumb. Because the story, there's no story there. It's not even, like, that shouldn't even, like, why is that a thing? It's only a thing if Lamar goes, nah. nah. Let's go for the tie. Yep. That's the thing. So, like, okay. So, wait a minute. You're telling me that a quarterback and your head coach are on the same page? Or that a player, right. or that a player wants to try to win? Right. Like, where's the Just story? Just like the coach I, does. I don't, I don't get it. Oh. It's a non-story story, non-starter. They had enough content on Sunday. They didn't really need to go that route. But, again, Kansas City, you know, they have an opportunity with Pat Mahomes and that offense to run down the field and try to score. Instead, they play it safe, go to try to kick a field goal, and they fumble. I'm just never, never a proponent of playing safe. No. To me, you, not stay, with that team. you, you stay aggressive 100% of the time. 100% of the time. Coach Suter always used to say, if you got a cannon, you shoot it. And Good with a guy like Mahomes... I am not settling for field goals. I no. don't care what part of the game it is. Unless it's like fourth and 18, yep. and, and you're well from, within from, field from goal my own, From the 20. Right. 
You know? Yes. All right. Um, we already talked Packers and Lions. Let's move on to week three. Uh, starts on Thursday with Carolina and Houston. Panthers have a chance to be 3-0, and which is not what I expected. No, not at all. And uh, it is going to be Sam Darnold versus Davis Mills. I mean, you want to talk must-see quarterback matchup on Thursday night football. these Thursday night games be, get to be so bad? Yeah. Like, are they just... Won't even turn it on. No, they just think that people are just going to watch because it's football, and I get it, they do. And there's only one guy, fantasy-wise, that's even relevant, and that's McCaffrey. I guess DJ Moore, wide receiver for the Panthers, but that's it. There's a lot of interesting games this week that I think, even though it's only week three, I think are pretty big games. Buffalo is hosting Washington, which... You would think that the Bills would be able to smoke them. Yeah, would th- think even though they didn't, even though they won thirty-five to nothing, their offense wasn't still not clicking uh, for Buffalo. But Washington, I, I just don't know how they're going to score enough points on the road to beat them with Taylor Heineke. Uh, Bears and Browns in Cleveland. Yeah, I like I like Cleveland. I th- I think if you know if this is going to be one of those defensive run the ball kind of games, I just think. Uh, Cleveland's at the advantage. Detroit hosting Baltimore. They were going over this in the uh, in the game last night. Detroit does not have a great first three and four games. No, they got a tough schedule. Set up. So, yeah, I, I see no reason why Baltimore doesn't win this one. No. Um, Indy needs a win against the Titans, but the possibility that the Colts could go 0-3. And the possibility that they won't have wins. Right. So you may have Jacob Eason going on the road to Tennessee, which would be a gift for Tennessee because their defense is not very good. Um, So Tennessee could potentially be sitting two and one um, when, you know, they kind of pulled that game out against the Seahawks by the skin of their teeth. So Indy being 0 3 with a hurt quarterback, I mean, it's kind of, to say it was predictable would be a little bit of an understatement. Well, like, wouldn't you think management or would figure out that if you get a guy like Carson Wentz in his injury history, you'd have to need a viable backup. Like I, I get that you don't want to spend a whole bunch of money, but I mean, if you're the bears, like weren't they talking about Foles to Indy yeah. at, at some yeah. point? Yeah. Like, don't you even inquire? Well, maybe if, if Wentz is a long-term out, maybe they do because I just think you can't ride with that guy. I, I wouldn't think you so. can't. Yeah. Um, I did not expect, but again, not looking at the schedules for either team, but you just wouldn't think that either the Chargers or the Chiefs, one of them would be under five hundred after week three. Yeah, and this is why that, that loss to Dallas really hurts the Chargers because they, offensively they also have not looked great. And now you got to go on the road to Kansas City coming off of a loss. Um, that's going to be a tough one for the Chargers to get. Jameis Winston in Foxborough against Belichick. Yeah, good luck. So I was good luck. Say, I mean, good night. Now. I, I mean, New Orleans could win the game because they're going up against a rookie quarterback. But um, yeah. I don't know, man. I, I don't. I don't see good things for for the Saints. Zero and two against zero and two Falcons and the Giants. <laughs> Moving on, <laughs> Bengals <laughs> and the Steelers. That that stare was you excellent. Just like that. Like that. Uh, one and one apiece for uh, Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. Yeah, I mean. <sighs> Obviously, I think it's a must-win for Pittsburgh, and if you know Cincinnati could go in and sneak this one out, oh man, you know it'd be a nice start for them. But I, I gotta think, I gotta think the Steelers. Who's the dude in waiting behind Pittsburgh? 
I don't know. Oh, um, behind Roethlisberger. Nobody any good. Said dude that got hit in the helmet. Oh, with the helmet. Yeah. He's not the He's not good. There. No. They should have drafted a quarterback yes, this year. Did. Yeah, they should have. Um, Cardinals are going to be 3-0. They're going to yeah. go to Jacksonville, and they should win. Yeah. Should. Should. Um, that team's got a chance to be really good. I mean, uh, they, they've got four wide receivers. With they got Hopkins, AJ Green, they got Christian Kirk, and they got this Rondell Moore dude who's just like a water bug. I mean, their running back situation is not great, but Kyler Murray's—it's kind of like with the Ravens. Like Kyler Murray's basically your running back and your quarterback. So I really liked Rondell Moore coming out of college. Where did he come from? Purdue. Okay, yeah, he's he's all he's really he's a good player. People didn't like him because of his height. Yeah, well, good luck. It doesn't matter how tall you are if I can't catch you. Or I just get open all the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, Broncos have a chance to be three and zero because they should win at home against the Jets. I know, and that's why when you brought it, when you mentioned them beating Jacksonville and being two and zero, I'm like, well, wait till you see who they play this oh week. Oh my god! I mean, this is an opportunity for them to be. Yeah. I mean, if the Chargers were to go in and beat the Chiefs, the Broncos could be two games up on the Chiefs. <laughs> Do we? I haven't heard, and I haven't read because I'm not a Dolphins fan. Do we know anything about Tua's injury? No, I haven't heard anything one right. way or the other. But I that Dolphins team got to go to Vegas, and I don't think that would matter either way. They've scored 17 total points yeah. in two games. I mean that that's. I'm just not buying into the whole Tua experience. We'll have to ask Bear about that and see. Yeah, because I think last year when we had him on, he said he was fine he, with it. He was fine with it. Yeah. He was optimistic, yep. but I don't know, man. It's not been a good start. Um, probably the game of the week will yeah. be the Bucks at the Rams out in L.A., uh, Brady and Stafford. That that should be pretty good. Probably the only game of the year Tampa's not favored. But, uh, what did the boy, oh boy, come out at? I think the Rams were a point and a half, okay. two points. But, boy, I tell you, when, when Tampa Bay is clicking, they are impressive. I watched a little bit of that game against Atlanta, and when they got it going, they got weapons all over the place. I mean... <laughs> We were, they get inside the five, they just bring Gronk out. It's a touchdown. Oh, yeah. It's unstoppable. Brady and Gronkowski is, I don't know that it's the greatest combo ever. It's the most unstoppable combo in the red zone of all time. So that'll be a good game, good test for the Rams. I would expect Tampa to win, honestly. Um, I think that place is going to be full of a lot of Brady fans. Yeah. A lot of bandwagon oh, Tampa, Bay, sure. a lot of yeah. bandwagon out Tampa California. Bay fans out in California. Absolutely, that, and you know that's Brady stomping grounds. That's where he's from, anyway. But um, yeah, to ask Stafford in Game Three to to beat Brady, that's that's a tough ask. Seems like Seattle and Minnesota play every year. It seems like something weird always happens too. And now they have a chance to send the Vikings to zero and three. I mean. I think this is an absolute. I think this. I think Minnesota season's on the line. On Sunday, I think if they go zero and three, I think there's a chance Zimmer gets fired. I think there's a chance that that team splinters. Um, they've just, they've kind of been they're they're the they're the good team in the league that keeps finding ways to screw it up. It's so weird to me how many playmakers and pieces they have outside of Kirk Cousins. Running back is one of the best in the league, catching and running. They have Jefferson, who's one of the best young receivers in the league. They have Thielen, who's established. They have a decent tight end. I think he got hurt. Irv Smith. Mm-hmm. I think he. Yeah, he got hurt. Something. Yeah. But I mean, they they have they have guys. Mm-hmm. 
Well, but even like even like this past Sunday when they play well, they lose. You score you score thirty three points on the road, you should win. Well, yeah. So yeah, you know that that's tough to swallow. Now you got to play a, a Seattle team who just blew their own lead mm-hmm. at home. Um, I don't know, man. I I think that if they if they lose this game, if somehow the Packers beat the Niners on on Sunday night, you're sitting two games behind Green Bay three weeks into the season. I think you're in serious trouble. And now even to make the playoffs, right? You're talking you got to go like ten and four the rest of the way. It's going to be tough to do. Uh, did I read that th- now three out of the last four seasons the Packers have gone to San Francisco? Sounds right. That's, I mean, I, I don't understand the way the schedule goes, but I don't know what their their big hard-on for this matchup is out there. Uh, well, I think Rodgers at home in California. I think that's part of the deal. Yeah. But the Packers-Niners, they, that, was a pretty, that was a pretty standard rivalry in the 90s. You know, they played several times in the playoffs yep. and, you know, kind of built that up. But um, I I have San Francisco 0-2. That should be 2-0. and I think the Packers are going to win, honestly. Wow. Um, I think, but I think it's going to be a little fool's, fool's gold. Is it, I, is it more because of the Niners' offensive ineptitude? Yeah, and I think the Packers are due to beat them. And I don't, I don't think the 49ers are that good. I just don't. I think they got a pretty good defense, but I just don't think that team's that good. Um, I, I would expect the Packers to win, but you know, I would tell all Packer fans to you know take a page out of your QB's book and relax if that happens. Oh, I'm because I don't think it's that. It's not that big of a milestone where mm-hmm. it, it would have been in a couple years past. And uh, the Monday Night Football game will be a pair of one ones in the East, Philly, and the Cowboys in Dallas. Yeah, it'll be. Uh, It'd be an interesting one. I mean, I don't know if Philly's any good because they beat the Rams. or uh, I'm sorry, they beat the Falcons in week one, and the Falcons stink. And then they scored 11 points at home. Against the Niners. And then with Dallas, I kind of think they're pretty good. Seems like they could get in their own way. They should be 0-2. The Chargers should have beat them last week. But they found a way to win the game. They were... They should have beat Tampa. Um, man, that offense, I, I I almost, I was watching it the other day, and I was like, man, I almost feel like they should score every time. Their offense, like, they are potent. But they only had 17 points. So I don't, I don't know. It's, uh, I, I, but I definitely think these are the two best teams in the East. Yeah. I think one of these two teams win, wins going 8-9, and 9-8, nine, nine and eight, something like that. All right, week three starts in a couple of days, and that is our 46 minutes worth of NFL, and so we'll try and breeze through some of this other stuff. Did you watch much college football on Saturday? None. Not at all. None. I'm trying to remember because I was down for the count all weekend sick, so I know I watched a ton. I, I was in our final play day for golf. Oh, right, so on, at, in Elkhorn. I don't remember anything that I watched, so it couldn't have been that memorable. Yeah, and 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 the Badgers didn't play, and now they got Notre well, no, Dame. Nothing which, of substance happened. No, so nope. So now you've got Cone coming in with the Fighting Irish. Um, they already missed the Lambo game, which they're they're going to make up in a couple of years. I think that's what it was. I think it's in twenty yeah. twenty three or something like that. Um, but so this will be down in Chicago. Uh, Badgers are favored in they this are, ball okay. game. They are. Oh. Um, that's interesting. Yeah, Notre Dame's, I, I think, I don't know what their ranking is compared to Wisconsin. Wisconsin's 18. 
Um, but yeah, I again, you got to beat a decent team. Like the Eastern Michigan thing was like, yeah, okay, fine. But like Penn State, you lose at home. I'm still smarting from that. I mean, Penn State might be really good. They beat Auburn um, at uh, in at State College. So, I mean, I don't know how much you take away from that, but I think this would be a big win for Wisconsin. Game day is going to be down there. So, I mean, it's going to be going to be the the big whoop de doos and all that stuff. I just hope they can come out and and really really put a hurt on them. My worst nightmare, obviously, is having Cone play well and the defense kind of letting him walk all over him, um, which I don't want to see happen. I don't think it's going to happen, but you never know. I'd also just like to see Mertz look good against a good opponent. Yeah, I think it's a really, really big opportunity for the Badgers and for Mertz. I think they're going to have a lot of eyes on him. It's a, you know, you're playing Notre Dame, who I God, I hope they win. I hate Notre Dame. Um, <laughs> It, it's it'll be it's it's cool to see the Badgers play in Notre Dame because we've never it seen it. Yes, um, it'll be cool that they're playing at Soldier Field in a in a pro stadium. Um, but yeah, I think you know the Badgers have an opportunity if they go in and whip Notre Dame, it could really vault them up. And if and as you say, if Penn State ends up being good, maybe that loss doesn't look so bad in Week One. Right. Um, but for Mertz, I mean, you know. You got to play well against somebody good, like you said, and and you're going to be on national TV. And it's TV. the guy that you turn to, it's the guy that you took his job. They've, right? They pushed him out for you. Exactly. You cannot let him come back and kick your ass. No, not at all. So, not yeah. at all. And, and, and it'll say a lot. And you know, this is the kind of stuff where, when you're being evaluated as a as a professional prospect by the NFL scouts. These are the kind of games they're looking at. They're not looking at Eastern Michigan. They don't really care as much what you do in those games. But, like, what do you do in this game? Because of what we just laid out there, this other scenario that's not necessarily on the field, you took that dude's spot. Right. Right. And he's coming for you. You know that. Can you rise to the occasion? It's a big spot. It'll be interesting to see. 11 a.m. kickoff on Saturday. Uh, Let's go to the Brewers who run into a red-hot Cardinals team um, with 12 games left in the season, counting tonight on Tuesday when we're recording this. Um, They get their ass kicked against the Tigers. They win the series against the Cubs, although they let Chicago snap their winning streak against them. And then um, they hit a couple of solos against the St. Louis last night. Uh, Magic number, I believe, is still at three. Mm -hmm. Um, But over the weekend, they did clinch a playoff berth, and everybody was kind of like, yay, waiting for the division. Yeah. Yep. Waiting for the division. As they should. Um, I think for the Brewers now, I mean, making the baseball playoffs is not as hard to do as it mm. used to be. We've talked about that many times, so I don't think the euphoria should be, you know, what it is has been in the past for the Brewers. They should, as a franchise, I think they're beyond that, frankly. Yeah. You know. Right, and that's awesome. Um, but, yeah, it, when they win the division and they're going to basically St. Louis would basically have to win out. The Brewers would basically have to lose out. Neither of those things are going to happen. The Brewers are going to win the division. They'll celebrate. They'll have they'll pop champagne. Sure. They'll have Sophia will be getting uh, champagne bottles poured on her head in the in the dugout and in the uh, in the locker room. You could be in there pounding beers. So that that will be happening, I think, probably by Friday. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Cardinals are hot, you know, I'm talking to a guy at work today. Listen, they have five guys 
in uh, Wainwright, Lester, Molina, Goldschmidt, and Arenado, who are just professional, veteran, seasoned, played in the playoff baseball players. So I really expect nothing less from the Cardinals to be in the mix at this point. I thought they were probably going to win the division going into the season. Um, I think they're very, very dangerous to whoever is the wild card opposite them. I do not fear them in a seven-game series. I just don't think they have the pitching. But they're hotter than shit right now. Just looking up and down their lineup, like you said, I'm surprised they're in the position that they're in and not sitting a little bit better. Because when, when it's the pitching, the, the, Flaherty's been hurt. He's their top guy. Um, that's been their problem. But they, yeah, they can hit. There's yeah. no doubt about it. So there's a game tonight, game on Wednesday, and then there's a day game on Thursday before they host the Mets. And then I think that's the last series. That, that's the last home home series. series. Yep. And then they go on the road for three with the Cardinals and three in LA to close the season with the Dodgers. So right. they're going to have possibly a direct effect on who ends up being in the wild card with the last uh, right, because they two got series St. that St. they Louis, They got six more counting tonight. They got seven more against the Cardinals. Yep. So uh, That's lot, amazing. a lot to go yet. Um, I'm a little concerned with the Brewer starting pitching right now. It's, Wood, it's, Woodruff it's, and Burns have gotten roughed well, up their last couple. Yeah, well, roughed up for them. Well, for them. You know. But still. But, yeah, it hasn't been. And Peralta, since he came back off the injury, and, and my dad said it, and I think I agree with him, I think he's probably a little tired. This is the most he's ever pitched. Well, right, but they've had him on innings limits they for have. his last few outings. It's, But he's still now, it, it's it's different when you're the fifth guy. Now he's now he's counted on. Right. Now we expect you to go out and win when you pitch. And, and we've seen dead arms with the Brewers yep. before. And I'm not. I don't. This late in the season, I'm not it's saying not, it's going to carry over, but they're in a little bit of a downtick right now. And and you know you got a week and a half left in the regular season. Hopefully they can get everything straightened out. You know, get healthy, get Adamas. He's back now. Get everybody kind of on the same page, and uh, you know, hopefully have a, a nice run in the playoffs. All right, go around the uh, the other divisions yeah, in baseball just quickly. Uh, NL East, Atlanta's three games up on Philly right now. Um, the Giants in the West are one game up on the Dodgers. I still think the Dodgers win that division. I just do, unless the Brewers swept them in that last series, which would be kind of hilarious. That'd be awesome. Um, and then in the wild card right now, St. Louis is three games up on Cincinnati and four games up on the Padres. The Padres really faded. Did you happen to see Machado? I did get into it with the dugout with yeah. uh, Tatis or whatever like, his name is. Yeah, I would if I were Tatis, I would have just started laughing at him. Like, really, you're you, the guy who doesn't run out ground balls, and, right. and tries to pick fights with people is going to lecture me. Like, go sit down, dude. Uh, AL East, Tampa Bay is up seven on Boston. That one's pretty much wrapped up. AL Central is similar to the NL Central. The White Sox are 11 up on Cleveland. Um, I believe uh, uh, a White Sox win, Indian loss, and that one's done. Um, Out West in the AL, Houston is seven up on Oakland. The AL wild card will be fun. This last week and a half, Boston's a game and a half up on Toronto. Toronto's a half game up on the Yankees. Two up on Oakland, three up on Seattle. So there's only four and a half games separating five teams. I didn't realize those two in the West were right there. They're right there. So some good games down the stretch here are going to be kind of fun to follow. And, Mm -hmm. you know, with this extra wild card, that's what baseball wants. They want this drama buildup going into the playoffs. And uh, I think they're going to get it 
especially with the AL wild card. There's going to be a lot of a lot of fan bases that are still in it. So, all right, uh, a couple of more things to get to in the NBA. Training camps are here already at the week end from today. of the month. Week from today, That's they open un- up. That's unbelievable. Seems like they just played. They did just play. <laughs> and we were just celebrating, and the time has gone by way too fast. The regular season starts October nineteenth. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a new Bucks announcer for TV. Oh yes, we haven't heard one about radio yet. I don't think. Nope. Nope. So um, that's going to be happening. Are, I, are you on board with the with the with the female hire? Does that matter to you? It doesn't matter to me. Yeah. I mean, good good for her. Good if the Bucks want to, you know, raise their hand and say, "Yep, we did that." That's great. That's fine. It's you know, as long as you have a person that is qualified to do their job. I don't care what color they are. I don't care what gender they are. That doesn't that doesn't bother me. I will just say this: um, the Bucks doing this, hundred percent, not surprising. Uh, the Lazaris are hardcore liberal people. They, I was surprised actually a couple years ago that they didn't hire, hire Be- Becky, Becky Hammond, Hammond mm-hmm. instead of Bud. Um, I thought they very much wanted to be that franchise that did that, and if that's their prerogative. Fine. Um, uh, Lisa Byington is the woman that they hired. I've I, never I, heard of her before this. I know she's very tight with B.A., okay. Brian Anderson. They're, they're buddies. Um, I have heard her on uh, Big Ten Network, and she was, the, I think last year, was the, she was the first woman to call an NCAA tournament game. Okay. So she's capable. I don't, I don't question that. Um, from my own personal perspective... When I believe it's Beth Mowens, I believe is the female football announcer. When she does Badger football games, don't like it. I'm sorry. I, I you, you may say it's sexist of me. I don't mean it to be. It's just I'm 40. I've I've listened to a certain cadence, and there are certain people that I like. It just didn't really work for me. I hope that that's not the case with with this lady. For how much Bucks basketball you I watch, watch I would hope the, not. The only saving grace for me is that they got about thirty national TV games. All right, so maybe I won't have to listen to as much. But I think she'll be fine. My my biggest concern, in all honesty, all all joking aside, how the hell is she going to coexist with Marcus Johnson when he starts talking jive and and some of the things like the inside stuff and the old old guy stuff that him and Paschke had? Mm-hmm. Like, how's that going to work? Do we see more Novak now than we saw Marcus? Did they scale him back? I don't know. I hope not because I love Marcus. He's great. But um, I didn't even think of that. I guess I don't know. We'll see. All right, we'll see. I'm I'm open minded. That's for sure. Okay. I, ho- I hope it works out great, but because I love the Bucks and. And uh, all that, and I hope they find somebody adequate to replace Ted Davis. That's a tough. That's a you tough know. Ask. Look, look, I mean, Jim Irwin. People forget Jim Irwin used to call the Bucks before Ted Davis. It was Jim Irwin, and uh, he had pretty big shoes to fill. And nobody around here knew the hell he was when he came out of Dallas, and uh, he turned into being a, a very, very good. Uh, basketball announcer for the Bucks for a long time, and he's so. really taken to Wisconsin. I he know has. he he goes up north. He's on yep. you know radio shows. He's a I mean, hardcore he, Packer fan. He has made was he has oh, yeah. he is living Wisconsin. Absolutely, he's got right his now. radio show on ten seventy yeah. with Heller. So um, wish him well. But yeah, hopefully they pick somebody good to listen to. All right, a couple of other NBA notes. Yeah, JJ Redick retired after fifteen years. Wow, um, good NBA player. Never liked him. Um, always thought he was a pretty boy. 
uh, asshole, especially when he was at Duke. What? One of the, he's he's on the he's on the short list, and you know usually they're Duke guys of most hated college players ever. He's up it's there amazing with, how many people yeah. make that list from that school. Leitner, Grayson Allen, Greg yeah. Paulus. There's a lot of punchable faces. A lot of white, preppy white boy punchable faces that come out of Duke. I don't know why. Oh. I always love my boy Wojo, though. I, 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 I never had any problem with Wojo. but um, And J.J. Redick, honestly, one of the great college basketball players of all time. One of the... Um, Maybe the greatest college shooter of all time. I think he's Duke's all-time leading scorer, which tells you all you need to know right there. If you're the leading scorer at a program like that, yeah, you've, you've something. accomplished something. Sure. So he's done. And uh, Ben Simmons on the uh, Sixers has said that he will not be reporting to Philadelphia for camp. He does not want to play for them anymore. He's demanding a trade. He had already demanded a trade. He kind of doubled down on it with... Is it just because they got out. so many other guys and now he's not a featured dude for them or what? No, it's, I mean, no, he's really their number two guy with Embiid. It's that, uh, you know, everybody has kind of. thinking the Nets. I'll, I'll be Yeah, right. everybody's kind of turned on him in Philly. He's They kind of scapegoated him, and a little bit rightfully so. He has not shown up in big moments. Um, And, you know, just basketball-wise, him and Embiid, it's just not working. just doesn't really fit. And I don't know that those two guys are big fans of each other as as people. Seems like there's a little alpha dog headbutting there. And it should absolutely be Embiid's team. He's the better player. Um, so we'll see. I mean, w- with these NBA trades, every year there's somebody that's demanding out. And every year you look around the league and go, oh, where the hell are they going to go? And, and, some, and somehow, somebody find some way. Yeah, somehow, some way. I don't think... I, I don't think Ben Simmons ends up on a good team. I think this is going to be one of those trades where, you know, they're going to ship him to, like, a Sacramento. And Philly fleeces him for some stuff. Yeah, I, I think so, because Simmons is still only 24. That's pretty young. You know, I mean, he's still got 10 years of good basketball. It's just a matter of, you know, building the right kind of team around because he can't shoot at all. He's a great defender. He's a 6'10 point guard, can really pass, but he can't shoot at all. He doesn't want to shoot, so you got to put him with guys that want to do that and are capable. And um, I just have a feeling he may get shipped off to basketball Siberia where they send him to Orlando or Sacramento Man. or something like that, oh. formerly known as Milwaukee, basketball right. Siberia. Yes. No not, longer, not thanks, anymore. thanks to... Thanks to Giannis. All right, so Ryder Cup is coming up at the end of the week. Uh, the players got in on Monday. Captains have already talked. It's the U.S. against Europe. Supposed to be last year. It's going to be this year, and then it's going to be again next year. Um, are you a big fan of this whole deal, or is this a lot of pomp and circumstance as well, a golf fan to I, you? I'm a fan of it. I think it's cool, but you know what always ends up happening? I don't watch it. Because I forget it's on, and it's football, and there's it's on on Sunday, and I'm watching football. It, it's I don't it just takes a back seat. Yeah, I don't intentionally not watch it. I, I you like you said, like, oh, it's shit, it's Ryder really well, like I'll I'll think about it on Saturday, like at work or something, and I'll check a score, and I'll be like, oh, you know, this duo is beating this duo right. or whatever. But like then I'll go home, and the Badgers will be on, and I won't watch it. I won't flick the channel. Um, it's very cool that Stricker is is the captain. Um, it's very cool that it's in Wisconsin and all of that. You know, like I said, my parents are going this weekend. Um, but I don't know. It's it's a different kind of golf. It's a certainly it's a golf type I've never played. So I don't 
hundred percent know all the haves and ups and this and well, that. Well, no, I don't. But pretend um, to know the scoring. It's, either. it's fun. It's entertaining. It's. I always find it interesting. The most interesting thing to me is always who's paired with who. Correct. You know, because I remember in the Ryder Cup back when Stricker was a player, he was always paired with Tiger, and him and Tiger were buddies. And he was a guy that Tiger was comfortable with. He wasn't going to steal any of Tiger's spotlight. And Stricker was consistent. Going to hit it down the middle, and he was going to make his putts. And, you know, a guy like Tiger, he liked that. So it's always kind of, you know, we're not going to see a Kepka DeShambo pairing. Oh, no, of course not. You know, but, like, you know. He, it, it, Stricker came out last week and said that that was But it's like, happen. it's cool. It's like, you know, Spieth and Thomas, that's kind of cool. Or, you know, Spieth and, and Kepka or Kepka and... Um. Well, I guess Rory McIlroy, he's, he's European. Right. But, you know, whoever, Kepka and DJ, you know, something like that. That's always kind of fun to see guys like that be teammates and how they interact and stuff. But, you know, I, I hope I hope Team USA wins. Obviously, I hope there's no, you know, controversial decisions made by Stricker where people are ragging on him because they lose. Like, I think that happened to Fred Couples a couple years ago when they lost. But, uh, no, all in all, I think it's pretty cool. I don't get. I mean, I don't get the rivalry. I mean, I know that there's uh, golf is has deep European roots. Well, and the coolest part before you go, the real coolest part is the fans can act like fans at a regular sporting event. It's not quite the the right. hush hush golf. Correct. Fan. Yeah. No, and that and, and Stricker made mention of that yesterday during his comments. He didn't want it to go overboard. He didn't want it to get offensive. You know, he didn't want it people acting like fools and stuff like that. Wherever it was a couple years ago, I remember Rory getting roasted pretty good. Oh yeah, he got I, really he got really upset. That. Yes. Somewhere out east, I think. Uh, if I remember. I, well, right. I want to say you're right. Yeah. Um. But like I, I, I mean, I guess it's it's hard for me because I'm I'm playing more golf. I'm liking more golf. I'm paying attention to more golf. But the whole USA versus the Europe thing for every two years, I. I I don't know. It just seems very... Mm. Well, it's just a thing. It's not it necessarily like this big heated rivalry because these guys see each other all year long. It's but just... It's just... The way it's that their, everybody... all-star game, really. ...wants to play it up. I just I just can't yeah. get to the excitement level. What What's cool to me is in the fact that it's, you know, two hours away. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. The fact that, you know, we have a guy who lives 15 minutes away his hometown, is the captain of the U.S. Those are the stories to me that make me want to be interested. But you're a tennis guy. It's like the Davis Cup, you know? It's like, okay, I, the foreign guys play our guys. I don't even get and, into and that you, and don't and even you just, know. you just cheer for the jersey. That's really what it is. Like, you may not like Kepka, but if Kepka is paired with DJ and, and he hits a big putt to beat the Europeans, you're like, yeah, USA! That's really what it is. You already had one of the guys that were was bitching about, well, it's a different routine setup, and you're there really early. Yeah, and it was it's, Yeah, harder He's, to yeah. prepare for that. And it was he just likes like, wine. Jesus Christ, right. how hard is this? I mean, really? Yeah. Is it that taxing? I mean, come on. People like the wine. <laughs> so the, there's that involved. I don't know. I'm going to try to watch. Um, you know, we're going to be doing... We're going to be doing things this weekend with the fam. I don't know how much TV time I'm going to get. I'm going to try to sneak away to watch the Badger game, and then uh, we'll be back in plenty of time Sunday night to watch the Packer game. So I don't watch Ryder Cup. We're going to pay attention to um, World. We're at a water park poolside in the Dells with uh, the giant Luxinger clan um, extended because Nicole's got big doings up there. So I don't know. We'll see. 
uh, how, how much I can watch, but uh, yeah. Obviously, you want to win. I just want Wisconsin to look good. I want Stricker to look good. If the U.S. happens to lose, it's not going to crush me. I don't give a shit if Wisconsin looks good. They all think we're a bunch of rubes that wear fucking cheese on our heads anyways. We're we're past the point of looking good. We, you, you, you Packer fans have ruined it for the rest oh, of us. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. I think you have hit. Nobody um, wears cheese on their head at the Brewer game. I'll just say that. Probably three or four definite uh, podcast episode titles that we could have used. What about that text I sent you about Tupelo? Remember we were talking oh, about Oh, I mean, yes. <laughs> That's all. We, whatever. I don't even remember what we were talking. I don't about. either. Uh, whenever you get a Tupelo references, in that always <laughs> just absolutely kills me. You're like, whatever. Do a you, jabron. What do you say? The word jabroni that nobody else uses, but you don't. You don't overuse it. And any time that you do, it just makes me belly laugh to the point where if anybody's around me, they'll be like, "What are you <laughs> laughing about?" Like people just don't understand yeah, the you know though the art and the use of that word just perfectly the way you can pull it off. <laughs> so. All right, um, that's about a pardon me, about an hour and ten minutes of uh, the intentional foul for this week. We've covered a lot. We'll do it again next week. Hopefully, and, you'll have a voice. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Parker, you talked a lot more than you probably. I probably to. should have. No, I probably should have backed off on that. So I'll go home and make myself a nice mug of honey lemon water and try to get that going on. Um, Parker Craig football Friday at Monterey Stadium. Battle for the Monterey Rock. Um, Craig looked pretty good last week against Oregon, not Oregon. And uh, Parker got shut out by Milton in a third-string quarterback, so Vikings are hurting. We'll see what happens with that. So, as always, we invite you to please tell your friends to give us a try. We would appreciate that. Uh, Thank you for listening, downloading, and subscribing. And if you haven't, please do some of those things. Until next time, I'm Josh. I'm Dan. And we will talk to you next week. Go Brewers! Brewers!